uh, community radio station in the country, which is incredible. We've got about 170 volunteers at every time, and we our program is actually being syndicated to other stations across the country. So uh, something really, really awesome to think about with CFMU, and uh, we're always very proud to be a part of this. And I've been in here for about three, four years, and it's been uh, fantastic ride ever since. So love CFMU. Uh, if you can go out to CFMU.ca slash fundraiser, uh, because of everything that Dougie Ford is doing, uh, some of our fundraising is going to get cut. So, uh, if you can spare a dollar, please donate to a great cause and help keep, uh, community radio going. With that said, we'll jump right into it now. Our guest this week is none other than Marcus Noel, former, uh, CFM, uh, SMU, I should say, uh, football player and uh, current Stampeders coach. How you doing, Marcus? How you doing, Tom? I'm doing well, my man. I'm doing well. We're uh, we're very excited to have you on here. Uh, the main reason why we wanted to have you out is so we we can get into the AUS and talk about that the conference as as it is. But before we jump into that, I want to get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Start off with your career. Uh, where did you play your high school ball? At uh, Aldershot High School in Burlington. Beautiful. And uh, obviously you, you picked going to St. Mary's more than anything. What was the recruiting process for you like? Uh, coaches kind of set up an interview, uh, kind of recruiting visit with uh, with Coach Blake Nell. Came out of high school. We you know we talked and didn't really even know where Halifax was, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of knew it was, I knew it was out east. I didn't have internet on my phone to be, to be able to check it out. I had to go to get an atlas, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was great, a great great trip. And uh, the the big thing was it was just I saw that St. Mary's was was on the track of winning, mm-hmm. and they had gone to the Vanier uh, two years before, lost to Laval. And then they were they were in the fi- semifinals the year before, and, and Neil was basically like he wanted to, you know, make this push, and he had a lot of guys from the area, and uh, he's, he you know he he wanted us to to come out there and kind of get over the top. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And Blake Neil himself is a bit of a legendary coach within U Sports. You know, he's obviously won a Vanier out in uh, out east, and then went out west and established Calgary as the dominant team out west, and now has moved on to UBC and won another Vanier out with that. So, talk a little bit about him. How is Blake Neil as a coach? Uh, he's a tough coach. <laughs> tough coach, man. He's he's about six six, uh, big man. You know, old, former old lineman. Yeah. You know, so he was about three, you know, three hundred pounds on his light days. Beautiful. Um, yeah, he's a big man. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's a tough coach. But he he knew how to win. He knew how to get the best out of players. He knew how that he, he always fostered. The one thing I always walked away from from Blake was a sense of competition. No one was was too good for competition, mm-hmm. right? He just fostered that all the way through. He would mix things up, and and it was really never it was never an easy road. Right, yeah. and then that's what the thing with Blake Nell. He was so, and defensively, you know, he was he actually. We were the last team where he actually was a defensive coordinator. When he oh. moved on to Calgary, he he just became a head coach, and it's still at UBC. He's just a head coach. Um, his his detail for the game was crazy. You know, as a as an old, old lineman trade who's now coaching defense could tell you in detail as a DB, D lineman, or linebacker your positions and and what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. He was he was really detailed. That's that's fantastic. Well, obviously, he's got to be doing something right if he's going to be such a dominant coach in mm-hmm. U Sports as it is. But um, now, when you had those championship teams out there, because when you were out there, you never lost a championship in the AUS. Is that correct? Correct. Um, now, with those teams, were they predominantly te- uh, people from Nova Scotia, or were they recruiting from all across the country? Uh, all across country. So I-, I would say half our team was from Ontario. Oh wow! Yeah, and I'd say another third of the team was from Quebec. Wow, um, eh? yeah, easily, yeah. You, it was to have an Atlantic football player. It was usually a young guy, 
uh, maybe two or three of them, maybe five. Really? But, yeah, it was not. And then and at West, I mean, it was, you know, I I could say we were all across the country mm-hmm. and probably the predominantly was, was Ontario and Quebec and then still guys from out West. Wow. Well, I think that changed. Uh, I think that, um, you know, the tough part about it is that a lot of kids I find are staying closer to home now. Okay. Um, you know, even we see in Quebec, right? We don't see as many Quebec players leaving Quebec, right? It's not like they got more teams. They actually, you know, they still have the same amount of teams, but kids are staying closer to home. Mm-hmm. I find kids, you know, in the, in the Hamilton, you know, Burlington, this sort of area, they're staying closer to home. They're not really venturing out. We had at least 12, like I want to say 10 to 12 players from Hamilton on really? our team. Yeah, like we're talking Dave Stala, you know, Fleming, Mullings, the list goes on, right? I mean, that, that guys who are, who are all Canadians, guys who went to the CFL, made, had great careers, they, they were Hamilton guys, mm-hmm. right? And they, and they were gone. You know, Cathedral was a big hunting ground back then. Sure. You know, kind of like St. Thomas More is now. Yeah, yeah. And so back in the day, um, I, I know that Ontario didn't have the ability to give out scholarships, but mm-hmm. out east did. Were they partial scholarships or were they full-blown? Uh, they're full blown. Really? Yeah, eh? yeah. Well, I know, and I know now they are as well. But uh, back then, you know, I, I I don't really know. I wasn't really as, I guess, public knowledge. What? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I didn't know what out west did. I certainly didn't know what Quebec did. Sure. But uh, I know nowadays they they like, 2019. Yeah, you get full scholarships to be. You know, your full education is paid for. Yeah, and for whatever reason, I don't think that's common knowledge. Because, like, did you know that? Maddie? I didn't even know that either. Yeah. I, I thought the whole thing, I thought it was the same as what Ontario was now. But then Ontario just decided we're going to give out scholarships. And that's why I kind of thought people venture mm-hmm. close to home. But no, that's like, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. West and out East, they can, they can give full, full academic scholarships. Wow. Yeah. So if you take five and five, you know, that could be taken care of. Huh. Yeah. So, like, because of that. Uh, I, I just, I don't understand how, you know, is it a, you, in your opinion, do you think it's a recruiting thing? Why there's not a whole lot of it? Th- like, I know you said there's a lot of kids who want to stay at home, home yeah. but like, if you go to like, cause there's great football all across this country and any, uh, where you could look at it. And you, you're telling me that if you go to a, like a city that's not really known for to having a whole lot of wealth and you, you approach a kid and say, Hey, if you keep your grades up and you continue to play at a high level, we can pay for your university career. He's not going to jump at that fact versus like a 4,500 or whatever at a, another Ontario university. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't understand how their recruiting is not the same as it was. I, I really, you know what? It's, it's, it's a great question. Uh, I, you know, I've thought about it and, you know, I like being far away from home sometimes again, it just comes down to, you know, how many kids I've asked, you know, I've, I've coached myself and say, Hey, you got opportunities at these schools. Mm-hmm. Halifax is a great place. You got Acadia, which is a great school. You know, you can get a great education at, at Acadia if you know if 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 you're in certain programs. And kids just don't pull the trigger. Yeah, you know. And and back then it was very much it was it was commonplace for guys to go to to even CJEP and go play two years of college ball in, in Quebec and then go on to play NCAA. Mm-hmm. Like there's at least a handful of kids who've done that. Yeah, you know, and we don't see that anymore. We don't see guys going to Quebec. Getting to you know going to college and then moving on from there, we don't see a lot as many kids going out west. I mean, I don't run into a lot of kids that go to Calgary, UBC, who are from Ontario. Mm-hmm. Right again, great schools, you know, and Regina, uh, not Regina, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know again, you may not want to be in Saskatchewan, but that's a program that. 
takes care of their football players. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You fly to all your games. Like that's a pretty cool experience. We don't hear players going that way. They always stay kind of within their 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 bubble, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it just I don't know why it was more global then, more you know na- nationwide, and now it's kind of pockets. Yeah, you know. Well, it's it's also interesting to note. Uh, you know, obviously thinking about this, preparing for before the show, um, the old, the last person that I really knew. Well, there's a few guys when I was coming out that went out west and things like that. But the last person in like the modern, well, in like 2014 kind of thing who went out west was Darius Rocco, who just so happens to be the starting left guard now for uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats in his first year. He was an all-star offensive lineman, like unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And coincidentally, the coach who recruited him out to Calgary, Blake Nell. Right. So is it a recruiting thing? Is it just somebody who's willing to go out and do the, those kind of things? Like, I don't, I really don't understand it because, you know, you guys are obviously the 2002 team, the last team to win a Vanier Cup uh, from out east. Yeah. Um, St. Mary's has actually been back since then in 2007 as well. Yeah. But if you go back, the last team from out east to make it to a Vanier Cup who wasn't St. Mary's was St. FX in 1996. Like, even there's and I'm very very confident that in, in back in the day like you know all the teams were very uh, competitive and things like that but for whatever reason things have dropped off and it's almost the perception has dropped off oh yeah uh, yes because in 2014 we played against Mount Allison here to go to the Vanier Cup and we beat them but we beat them by 20, 24 to 12 it wasn't a blowout by any means it was a good team they had a great defense and once again their their star defensive player uh, was a D lineman from Hamilton. You know, so like we have this idea in our heads about the AUS. Obviously, the past two years doesn't help when you're beating teams by like 70 points. But like they haven't, it's not like they're always been such a drop off. Like there's competition that's out there. They just need to get over the hump again. I think um, maybe it's like a marketing thing. I know we're from Ontario. So, I mean, we always hear about, you know, OUA, like Western Mac, Guelph. And then, you know, out West, you have like this prestige Calgary team, you know, and that kind of like puts Canada West on the map. And, you know, over in Quebec, you got Laval and Montreal. So that kind of like, well, it was mainly Laval and recently Montreal's come on. So that's how you think of Quebec. But like, you know, other than St. Mary's back in the day, now when you think about like the Atlantic, there's like no real like powerhouse no prestige team that stands out so i kind of feel like maybe that's part of the reason why it's like kind of falling off the map a little bit there's just like no marketing for it yeah absolutely and like yeah it's almost you get your own kind of publicity if you are like a powerhouse like you think teams in the oua immediately you think of western yeah that's the first thing that comes to your head out west calgary out uh, obviously in quebec it's laval and that you're already getting you know those teams that are already so good are getting extra publicity just by mentioning the conference name you know, and then every time that I say AUS because of the prestige and because I had some buddies there, I, I always think of SMU. Like I even I forget that like Saint FX is still out there, and I didn't even like Bishops is now Bishops in, is a, now out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like I didn't, I had never heard of Mount Allison until they came to play against us. Same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, and maybe that's you know. If you're a recruiter, if if you're a part of the Saint Mary's team, you got to do whatever you can to get a recruiter in Ontario. You know, because more often than than not, some of the best players come out of Ontario consistently. So you got to make sure that you have a presence here and do something. Because by the sounds of what you're saying, the football out in Nova Scotia is just not where the rest of the country is. No, it's it's not anymore. Um, we need a, we everyone needs to be better. For sure, everybody needs to be better. Um, you know, the, I sometimes I think the size maybe of the schools because uh, like Mount Allison only has four thousand students. 
right? Mm-hmm. That that sometimes is going to be a drawback. Do I want to travel two and a half hours by plane, you know, and then spend th- you know three four months there have to come back, and it's only four thousand people where I can go to Guelph. And there's 20,000 people at the school. Sure. Right? Uh, this, the town of Sackville, where, where Mount A is, is probably less than 20,000. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, or in and around there. Um, so it's it, it, that's that's tough, and and you know Saint Effects again, great you know great name to it. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows you know about Saint Effects. We all know about the X ring. Mm-hmm. Then why are we not going? Right? Yeah. Why yeah. is it because people say think they're going to lose if you go there? Well, they don't realize that the, you know these schools back a lot of their sports because that is the pro sport technically in the area. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're from the surrounding hour circumference around that school you go to the sports games you either go to the hockey game you go to the football games because it's it's a night out for some of these people sure right yeah. um you know you don't you don't really get that you know you don't really know about that till you go yeah. it's not like that was a recruiting tactic to say hey like you know if you go to halifax there's no pro teams in halifax it's the halifax mooseheads the q yeah. The oh, yeah. Q hockey team that's it they should use that for sure like yeah why does nobody know about that it's it's you know again not a, not a tactic that they use and maybe we should you know I, I to me it's like i know about these things i've seen it but to be able to convey that to someone else tell them to get on a flight for two and a half hours and you know that's that's the thing is are, are they going to do that or are they just going to drive seven hours and go to ottawa yeah. Right. That's yeah. that's sometimes again Ottawa, the size of Ottawa. I mean, same area is, only, is less than ten thousand students. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not a huge university either. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they are the largest, if not maybe Acadia is maybe a little bigger, but maybe. But I don't think so. Over in Wolfville, there might be seven thousand. So the, the biggest school you're going to is ten thousand. You know, but I think Halifax offers so much more, right? Especially in the summertime and everything else they got going on. Mm-hmm. I might be a little biased. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's crazy too. I knew, know you guys will probably know this, but probably the most legendary uh, Canadian quarterback ever went to Acadia. West school, Larry just <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bet you no one else outside of Burlington and Acadia would know that, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 something for sure. Um, but the other thing that I've always thought of, as uh, and it's always kind of been like a negative kind of spotlight on the AUS, is the stadium itself. Because, like, the, the maximum capacity in like at St. Mary's is what, like, a couple thousand. A couple thousand, Something yeah. like that. And, like, people look at the stadium size and they're like, oh, like, that looks like a high school stadium, blah, blah, blah. But if you can get consistently 2,000 people out there and they're they're filled there, like, Western, for the Yates Cup, couldn't get, like, 4,000 people and their stadium holds 10,000. I would rather have 2,000 and fill it than 3,000, but in a stadium that holds 10 and it looks terrible. You know what I mean? And so oh, even yeah. before you get on the field, before anything happens, you know, you do those like promotional videos where it's like a sky shot of the stadium itself and they see the stands and they're like, oh, like this is this is Bush League. Well, no, if their fans care, and if you're known, then it doesn't matter how many people are, are there or not. It's a huge problem in Ontario right now trying to get people out to games. And Western even had free drinks and free uh, free food and one free beer. A free beer for students. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. People didn't show up. People still didn't show. Wow. Still didn't show. So that's another problem that people are facing now in Ontario. But if that's not an issue out in Halifax or out, out east, then that should be another talking point. That's got to be another mm-hmm. thing. Um, because obviously, you know, you're from St. Mary's. You're a proud alumni. You've got the SMU swag yeah. on as, of, as we speak. Yeah. Um, how well is your relationship with the current head coach? Uh, we, we've talked a fair bit. You yeah. know, uh, he's actually a former DB from the NCAA. He played in uh, Florida State. Oh, wow. You know, I like to kind of just chime in with him once in a while, kind of 
I can get a couple of gems from him. Yeah. Uh, he was actually part of Blake Nils. He was Blake Nils' defensive coordinator when they won the Vanier and UBC. Okay. Um, and that's when he got the job over at St. Mary's. Uh, I, I try to, I've been to every, because now that Bishops is in the East, I've gone to all the games that are in at Bishops as their home game, right? Right. Uh, and I've been able to talk to him there and just try to, I try to keep a good relationship. I think that's, that's a huge, uh, you know, goal of mine to be in the, to be in the U one day. Mm-hmm. And, you want to ha- you want to start to ask coaches and just you know just get just get a relationship with them, but also understand what they're looking for. You know, see the questions that they start asking me as a, as a high school level coach, mm-hmm. rep coach, what things they're looking for, right? And it kind of gets me in tune with okay, okay, that's how he's looking for these players. That's how he's that's what he's not looking for. Sure, right? It's, it's been it's been a good experience so far with Colsey. Well, that's that's great. So um, with the coach itself, because obviously, like as a as an alumni, you must have you know there's. Um, there's got to be at least some kind of not regrets, but anticipations for like the games coming up. Like St. Mary's wins the Loney Bowl, great. Now we got to play Western. Now we got to play Calgary. Now we got to play Laval. And it's like there's got to be something that's like, oh, this could get bad. But you know, like, but you're confident with this coach eventually. Yeah, you know, one thing is he's he's all over. He's flying all over. The one contacts that he has, I think, over any other coach for for that matter, especially out east, uh, is that he's from the states. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have some of those contacts for kids who want to come north of the border. I think that that's a plus for him because he does get some of these gems. Really? Eh? Uh, yeah. From you know, it's been some D linemen that he's he's gotten to come up a couple, wow. of, and I think a linebacker as well. Um, but uh, he's he's all he's been in Southern Ontario. He's been in this area of Ontario at least twice that I know of. Right? Mm-hmm. That he's officially been out here getting players. Been at St. Thomas More. Been at some strong powerhouse schools in the area. Uh, and then he's been out west. I know he did a tour basically from BC all the way to Saskatchewan and then flew back. Yeah, you know, for so sure. he's he's on the map, and and I am confident because, you know, if we if we if we just keep competing, I think that any 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 team can win. I mean, there's no team that there's no. Person, personality. There's no person who knows the U that could have told me that UBC was going to run the table that year. Yeah, right. They oh, they yeah. came out of nowhere, like everyone said. But I bet you those guys knew that they could win. They have a great coach. They had a great running game. They had a quarterback that didn't turn over the ball, and their mm-hmm. defense was lights out. Pretty good formula, right? But because it was UBC, they've been losing all these years. Blake Nils' first year, sure, give him a couple couple years. Boom, comes and runs the table and beats significant teams. Oh right? yeah, for sure. Along the way. So that you just got to just got to believe in the process and you got to believe that the coach knows what he's doing and it takes some years. I mean, I think this is his fourth year. Mm-hmm. So it took a couple years to, you know, you shed what was there and you kind of bring in your identity and now it's really starting to 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 move forward. And I just want to you know hopefully see him get past the hump which has been the, the Loney Bowl championship game. It seems like we can't get past there. Yeah. But once we do, then it's anybody's game. I mean, you be the best team that day. Mm-hmm. And I, it does like some some of these guys might be you know the thing that helped us is we were never worried about Laval. Like Laval has always been a big school. It's always been a raucous stadium. Mm-hmm. But if you just walk in and you just play your game, they you know they do the same. You've seen it yourself, Tom. You know you you can beat teams that are supposed to be the juggernaut. Sure. Just because you just play your game. Yeah. And I've... the faster you realize that in the game, the better you are. Yeah. Right. If it takes you to the third quarter, realize, man, I should play my game. You might already be down twenty. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if you realize that in the first quarter, I always say like the first two drives, are the most important drives for each te- for each side, because that way, you know, you've you've been able to usually sustain the, the nerves and hopefully they're big like a big like heavy like an uppercut. Mm-hmm. From there, everything everybody everybody settles in. Just play your game. Right. We're gonna win this. Absolutely. That, that's great. And like. You know, it's once again, it's trying to fight perceptions because, like we we mentioned earlier, Bishops is now in that uh, it's in the East, and they were already like they were kind of like a middle of the pack, maybe lower tier at, at Quebec, but they were still winning some games. 
this past year, they didn't win a single game. Is that right? They haven't won a game yet in the AUS. So, you know, it may be, you know, you may be able to say, you know, the AUS, the top of the AUS is not where the top of the rest of the country is, but they are consistently competitive all throughout versus anybody else. Like you go against like an Ontario, like a a York, a Toronto. um, It was a Waterloo, which is coming back up now, but like any team from the AUS goes to play them. It's going to be a 70 nothing game. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, so it's it's fighting that perception of saying like all football in the AUS is crap. Well, no, it's not. It's competitive football. You're going to be playing teams twice, sometimes three times in a row in a same year. It's very hard to beat a team twice, let alone three times. So that demands that you have like your best possible plays, everything like that. So it's it's really it seems like at least it's just fighting that idea of perception, like going up to a kid as a recruiter, being like, "Hey, I'm from St. Mary's," and then being like, "From the AUS." Why would I want to talk to you? Well, this is why. Right. And then smack the kid because he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so, too. I mean, I know me personally, like, from my perspective, like, I think, like, something to do with the number of teams in, a, like, mm-hmm. a conference really, like, affects things. I mean, like, I remember, like, me and my buddies back in jail would joke about the AUS. Like, I want to play the same team, like, three times. You know, right? It kind of gets annoying. And then I know Bishop's obviously moving over. I think they're trying to expand the conference. I found out the other day there's a league out in uh, the Atlantic. It's, like, the AFL. Yeah. And it has, like, Deleuze in there. Deleuze um, and yeah. um, uh, University of New Brunswick, Redmond or Reds. Uh, PEI has a team as well. Yeah, yeah it's just like uh, it's the same way as our CGFL. Yeah, the same way we have the AKO Fratman, Her- Hamilton Hurricanes, the London Beef Eaters. Yeah, how yeah. come it's like that? How come like University of Dalhousie doesn't like join the AUS? Like when to make it more competitive? Like I don't know the whole thing behind it. I, but... I really don't know what's behind it. I know their big thing's basketball. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I would look at it like this: is that yeah, they could probably pump a lot of money into it. Probably don't want to, um, but then it's a school like Toronto that has a whole ton of money still doesn't. And, and you know what, do they want to put out a product like Toronto does or would they rather just say, you know, let's just do hockey and basketball and be really good at it, right? Because they, yeah. they usually make the semifinals or finals every year in basketball. But that that uh, that other leagues like a C, like CJFL, right? It's it's colleges actually is what they are. Yeah, I saw Holland College. Yeah, I think Holland Quinlan College, yeah. coach there. Yeah, yeah. 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 He uh, he won a championship as a head coach out there, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, I've I've actually we you and I have had multiple conversations about football before, and you've actually talked about the idea of the OUA losing some teams, specifically the two teams in Ottawa, sending them over to the to Quebec and kind of going from there. So you're not necessarily a fan of these big conferences. No, no, I think. Honestly, I think the OUA is filled with uh, way too much, right? It just it just is. Um, you got three teams who are cons- perennially the bottom, mm-hmm. and then everyone fights for the rest. Usually not against Western, and if you get through Western, it's like that. That's actually your championship game. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Usually that's your championship game. The two the two Quebec Conference, uh, the the two uh, North uh, Ottawa teams. If Carlton and Ottawa GGs went over to the Quebec, I think they would one. It's it's a bilingual it's a bilingual city. So if you're French, if you're looking to take French studies, you're going to have that all available to you in Ottawa of all the places you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think that would also help take a little bit off the top from Laval because, again, now you're going to have, like, are, am I the top recruit of Laval or am I just, like, recruit five or six? Well, I could be the top recruit of Carleton now and play Laval, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's maybe more of a, of a better uh, route. And then also allowing for the, the rest of the OUA to kind of – be more competitive now. Mm-hmm. Try to now. If you're Windsor, you're trying to get a name for yourself. You don't have to worry about 
Ottawa and all that region, you can kind of focus a little bit more on what's in your section and north. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you got Mac, you got Laurier who's trying to make a comeback. You know, they they can start to worry about not necessarily as Ottawa as much, or if they pull players from Ottawa, now you're saying, hey, now you're going to come play in the OUA mm-hmm. versus saying now you're over in Quebec. So it's an idea. It's a, you know, a lot of these big conferences. I don't, I don't know. It just again, you walk in. Th- if you look at your schedule and you see your Toronto and, and really Windsor, you're looking at like, what are we doing Saturday night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm sorry for the guys that play there. You know, I, I know for coach kids who play there as well. But you know, at the end of the day, are are, are they getting better? Are they helping the league? Mm-hmm. Or are they just games? Yeah. Yep. For sure, I agree. I've you thought know, that before too. I right? totally agree. And with I've, what you're I've talked to you, Tom, about about a super eight or a super ten. Mm-hmm. You know how they they proposed that years back, right? Which is, I think, the the way Canadian football should go. I don't know why we're trying to model ourselves get with the NCAA when we have a, the same population size as California, and our we're, we should be modeling our our football theories on what California does because yeah. that's our size, and really that we should be playing statewide, which is Canada. Mm-hmm. And having the best teams play each other. And if you got to travel, you guys make enough money. I'm sure Western's not going to be upset. They have to travel four times a year, mm-hmm. right? And and now make games competitive and force teams in the, you know, tier one, tier two almost, right? And mm-hmm. and if you're not a tier two team, then you prove it on the football field. And if you think you're a tier one team, you're proven on the football field. And make te- and, and maybe you only allow one AUS team in. Sure. Right? Allow two Quebec teams. Allow four or five uh, OUA teams. Mm-hmm. And then maybe three or like three uh, West teams. And then like, okay, guys, go battle it out. I've uh, I've talked about this to Tom before too. I feel like they should maybe move. I mean, I don't know. There's a debate to this, but I feel like it would be awesome. They went to like a national playoff in Canada. So you have like three teams out West. You have five teams in Ontario, three teams in Quebec, and then a team out in uh, the Atlantic mm-hmm. have a 12 team playoff. Then instead of having conference playoffs, like whoever just finished first in the OUA in the regular season would be like the Yates Cup champ. They mm-hmm. would get like a bye to the quarterfinals and you could rank it. I'd like to see the move towards that because I feel it could make it more competitive. I think you'd get more television exposure. I think like TV stations Absolutely. get more into that. So I feel like it might go that direction eventually. But again, I don't know everything. That's yeah. why I'm a recliner coach. That's well, why I'm a recliner yeah, coach. Like, I, know, I, I would think that, you know, I would love to see. Laurier play St. Mary's. Oh, yeah. You know, I would love to see Waterloo step into the Husky Stadium and see if they can pull out a win. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd love to see that. You know, we're never going to see that because of the way the league is shaped right now. I never see Waterloo being in a position and St. Mary's being in a position in a, in a national semifinal to play each other. Yeah. But those two schools would probably have one heck of a game that you'd probably love to televise. I agree. I would love to see, um, you know, Manitoba play you know, Sherbrooke or Concordia, mm-hmm. right? Again, teams that, like, we don't even think about Concordia, whereas in, back in my day, there was two defensive player of the years that came from Concordia who are now CFL coaches and stuff. You know, they were the powerhouse with Laval. Now, they've fallen off and Montreal's taken over, but, you know, we want to see those games and, and allow those teams to compete and then potentially move up into, like, a into playing with the big boys, right? Mm-hmm. Same way. Well, I think uh, the biggest thing, well, two biggest things that go against that kind of like tier one, tier two kind of mindset is a lot of teams that would be in that tier two were our teams that probably don't have enough money in the athletic department to do stuff like travel out west, travel out east or do all those things. And you might just lose programs now and then it becomes the debate well would you rather have multiple tiers with multiple teams and all of this stuff or would you rather put forward one product that's the best of the best and potentially have some universities that are just thrown by the wayside and you can't feel the football team because you can't compete which i would hate to see that i really would but you know as a 
uh, an alumni of like U of T, of York, of Windsor. You're like, yeah, we won three games in my four years, and they were all against those teams that I just <laughs> mentioned. Like, and you're proud of that? I don't know. I just my hair was that tattoo story yeah, talk about yeah. that that's gold <laughs> yeah it was uh u of t got tattoos for the the losing season that's the oh and 16 that the oh the oh and four seasons yeah it, incredible that's oh god i just I, I, uh, no I, I think but you know what if again ncaa division one ncaa division two mm-hmm. let's say you have the super 12 like you're saying and then everyone else they can give half as many scholarships as the next ones if they win up then now we can give more scholarships right and the team that was able to give more scholarships your scholarships have been reduced, right? Maybe we do something like that again. I feel like if you do, if you split that, you're allowing the teams that don't have as much, uh, you know, resources Mm -hmm. to kind of compete against other teams that are kind of made to be, even though they're bigger schools, are made to be under the same, you know, rules and regulations as yourself to allow you to compete and hopefully get more scholarships and see how much the school wants to put into coaching, how much they want to put into, you know, other facilities if you if you want to say mm-hmm, absolutely now we've only got about a minute and a half left and i promise you before we got out uh we're going to plug burlington stampeders because myself and marcus are going to be coaching this this next year so marcus if you want to take it away from there just uh 2019 stamps uh you know we're, we're, we're trying to recreate something that's been around the burlington area for a long time uh, i know this is hamilton but you know what we're right across the water and we're, we're a great program we're, we're bringing lots of great coaching and we're bringing a new attitude to Burlington and to the OPFL, which uh, you know is the premier league here in Ontario, and we're just we're just trying to win games and we're trying to get kids better and get them to the U. That's amen, brother. And actually, Maddie and myself actually first time we met was with Burlington. Yeah, Stampeders. former Burlington Stampeder alumni myself. Man, great program. Probably some of the best coaching I ever got there. That's it. Yeah, but and then you you'd think about all of these teams that you know you and I played for. The coaches went off to uh, to, to university level. The players all like I think. There was one team where every single starter from a Stampeder team went off to play university ball. Like that's the kind of level that Burlington has, and now we're trying to turn it into that's like the standard the Halton. We're setting. Yep. Yeah, into Halton, all of Halton. Yeah, all of Halton and doing that, and like the best players out of Halton are university caliber. So get everybody together like that and sign up online, BurlingtonMinorFootball.ca. Beautiful. Once again, always wanted to say thank you so much for everybody uh, to tuned in. We'll be back next week, Maddie and I. Always. Thank you once again. This has been Recliner Coaches on 93.3 CFMU.